welcome back to the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you're here to talk about all the Rockies, the best team in the NL West, is Justin Verlander back to being the best pitcher in baseball? Sully Baseball and I of Locked On MLB break down all the craziness from the second week of the MLB next. <laughs> Daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. I'm your host, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there to see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Thank you for making Locked On Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. So please continue to tell your friends. On today's podcast, as I mentioned, we're talking all about the second week of baseball with Locked On MLB host Sully Baseball, as it is our weekly Monday crossover. The next couple of episodes to start the week probably won't be as D-backs heavy. I'm back in Jersey, as you will hear on this podcast, because I'm dealing with the uh, the aftermath of my grandfather passing this past week. So I'm back in Jersey. So I had to bank a couple episodes for the future. So it won't be as D-backs focused to start the week, but I promise you to end the week Thursday and Friday, we will be hitting the D-backs hard. But please enjoy the podcast with Silly Baseball. We talk about all the madness from the second week of Major League Baseball next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Monday Locked On MLB crossover. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. My other host is right there. He's Miller Thomas. He is the creator of Locked On Diamondbacks. And every Monday we get together, we have ourselves quite a crossover. We've got a lot to cover today. This episode is available wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks so much for making us your first listen. And make Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks, all the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. This is the time of year where there's so many sports going on at once. It's sports fan heaven. Even me, who I really only focus on baseball, you couldn't not get into the NCAA basketball tournament. NBA playoffs are going on. Will Brooklyn have a World Series winner and an NBA champion more recently than Cleveland has had a World Series winner? That could happen. Probably won't. The Stanley Cup Finals, Kentucky Derby, Locked on Horses is probably somewhere out there where they have a horse co-hosting the show. Follow me on Twitter at Sully Baseball. You can follow me on Instagram at Sully Baseball Podcast. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on MLB Pod. Same handle for Instagram. Hey, Millard, you can talk. Where can people find you? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. All right, so let's do a full disclosure situation here. We're recording this on Easter Sunday, and happy Easter for those of you who celebrate, and for those of you who don't celebrate, I hope you're having a nice Sunday. But if something major happened on Sunday evening, if we found out the Yankees announced they were going to move to Nashville, that Mike Trout was DFA'd, 
if you say, why aren't they covering that? Because it's it's nine twelve in the a.m. here in Los Angeles, and so we're we're covering this now here. So please forgive us if we missed the major story that happened. Hopefully, uh, we're we got enough to cover uh, anyway. And those of you yeah. who follow Locked On MLB, uh, I hope you saw the the video that I posted from my day at Jackie Robinson Day, where I was at Dodger Stadium. I posted that on Sunday. So hey, uh, hey, yeah, and if we uh, uh, miss anything. Miller? Yeah, thank you, Sully. Happy Easter to you too today. And if we miss anything today that have you know breaks later, it's my fault. I want the listeners to know it's my fault because I'm back in Jersey for Easter. Usually we're on Pacific time, so we're we're usually recording later in the day. So this is my fault being on Eastern time. I had to make you get up early. So I'm sorry, Sully, if you're a little tired today. Hey, but by the way, if you want to see some of those recaps, what you could do? Go to okay, Locked On Now. Check out the Locked On Now podcast. They recap Major League Baseball games with analysis from all of our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hey, I got that read out of the way early. Yeah. <laughs> you want something hit me? Something hit me today. Uh, my name is Sully, but you know, my full name is Paul Francis Sullivan. And Paul mm-hmm. is a it's a common name. All right? It's a common name. Yeah. Millard? Not a, not an exotic name, but not 13th as president. Miller Fillmore, say, 13th president. What I was going to say is we've had a president named Millard, but mm-hmm. we have not had a president named Paul. Yeah, I don't know why. And, it's really my only claim to fame with the name Millard is the fact that it's the 13th president. And this is where I'm going to make my announcement. I am indeed running for 2024, and I'm going to make my promise you a built bar in every home. That's my campaign promise. Make Bill Barr great again? Yeah, make Bill Barr great again. And you could be my Veep. There you go. You Vote <laughs> okay, Sullivan thanks. Thomas. We'll be locked on votes. Okay. God, I don't know if I can handle another presidential election. Thank God that's done for a couple of years. Let's talk baseball. Let's talk baseball a little bit here. I'm ready. Um, it's, uh, we've had an interesting couple of days. For those of you who follow uh, my, my Twitter handle know that I do a thing called Who Owns Baseball, where I kind of – cover who the best players of each day were, who had the best performance in the American League, the National League, both on the winning team and a losing team. Uh, I will tell you there's a an, an interesting, at least for me, there's an interesting aspect of this year is that there's – baseball does a lot of great turn-back-the-clock events, turn-back-the-clock. You know, they just had a, a, a wonderful tribute to Jackie Robinson at – Dodger Stadium. They they had a, the statue unveiling for Tom Seaver at City Field. They love to turn back the clock in baseball. And two of the most interesting turn back the clock things that have happened in baseball this year is Clayton Kershaw and Justin Verlander have turned back the clock and they say, hey, I, it must be 2015 again because let's be dominant. I mean, we you and I, we, you and I talked, I think, privately about this, that I find the controversy about Kershaw being lifted a little silly because he was coming off of, you know, he's 34 years old and coming off of a big injury. Uh, I, I He pitched seven strong innings. I think everyone would have been fine with that. It's just he was throwing a perfect game and people got all in the tizzy. Uh, Dodger mm-hmm. fans are going to be much happier if he's healthy in, uh, in October. But Verlander hasn't pitched – he pitched one game in 2020. He really hasn't pitched since winning the Cy Young Award in 2019. And he's looked terrific in this last game, pitched eight strong shutout innings. I mean, that's like an acquisition for the Astros. 
Yeah, on the Kershaw perfect game thing, I did see Greg Emerson of MLB Network make a good point. It's like, you're going to take him out to save him for October, but pitchers aren't used the same way like they were back in the day. He's only going to go four innings anyway in October, or or he's not even going to throw 200 innings pitch. So I kind of get the point of, uh, what are you saving him for? It's not like he's going to have a heavy workload anyway toward the end of the season. But on the Justin Verlander point, this dude missed basically the entire season last year. And he's come back with a vengeance because I don't know if you remember, like Verlander, we thought was in the decline back in 2014. If you look at his ERA, he had like a four or five, a four or five, four ERA or something back in 2014. His fastball yep. averaged below 93 miles per hour. And then every year since 2014, it jumped to like 93 miles per hour, 94. And then when he got to Houston, when he got with Brent Strom, that fastball the last like three seasons was sitting in the mid 95s. And he looked like a different pitcher since getting back to Houston. He won that Cy Young Award, finished runner up another, uh, uh, finished runner up another season. And then he had that injury. And you're kind of wondering, like, is Justin Verlander going to come back and be the same guy? Because he's now nearing the age of 40. There's no longer Brent Strom in that Houston dugout. Because guess what? He's now with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And we see the impact he's already had with them. So for Verlander, there's a lot of questions about can he handle the workload? Because there's also no Lance McCullers for the Houston Astros. So that's going to put a lot of pressure on Verlander's shoulders. And so far to start the season, this dude has looked locked in. That fastball has been sitting around 94 and a half miles per hour. And that curveball has been basically unhittable to start the year. So I've been very, I don't know if I should be surprised because Verlander is one of those ageless wonders in baseball, like we see with the Max Scherzers. And like you said, Clay and Kershaw as well. Yeah, but the, the it's one thing to be an ageless wonder it's another thing when you're in your late 30s and he won the Cy Young Award in 2019. Could have gone to Cole, could have gone to uh, Garrett Cole, could have gone to Verlander. It was a bit of a coin toss. And the same thing for the year before when he was the runner-up. But but, but he certainly was unbelievable. I mean, he led the league in innings in 2019. I don't care about wins if I want to talk about that in a little bit because I think we may yeah. be at the point where we have to officially just eliminate the win stat Altogether, he led the league in strikeouts in 2018 and struck out 300 in 2019. But he pitched one game in the COVID season, the opening day, and that was it. So he missed the rest of the COVID season and he missed all of last year. And he's 39. When you're 39 and have missed two seasons, that's usually the time when you say, okay, that's it. I mean, you mm-hmm. think about, I've been, I'll bring up a name here uh, for Diamondback fans. Brandon Webb won the Cy Young Award in 2006 was the runner-up and probably could have won the Cy Young Award in, uh, well, 2007, PV was tremendous. 2008, he was neck and neck with uh, Lincecum, and Lincecum wound up winning it. And I don't think anyone had any issues with that, but he was incredible. And then he pitched one game after that in 2009. That's it. Bye. End of career. Yeah, I think Brandon Webb is one of the most is one of the biggest what ifs in MLB history because he was basically done like you said by the age of 30 and he was basically a top four scion candidate like the five seasons prior four he was he was the winner or the runner-up for each of the three seasons prior to his injury yeah he he was was, yeah the D-backs thought they were gonna have a frontline rotation with him and a, a couple other guys Guys, I think they acquired like Dan Heron around that time too. Like they they thought right. they were building a superstar rotation around Brandon Webb and it just all fell apart fell apart like pretty quickly. But that's how fast I mean, and we brought up Lincecum. Lincecum won back to back Cy Young Awards, basically pitched the Giants to the championship against that stacked Phillies squad. And by 2012, he was a middle reliever. Yeah. And by 2014, and this, he was he was a mop-up man. And the same with his 
Giants teammate who we're going to see on the ballot next season, Matt Kane. If you look at those two careers, because I've talked about this with Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants, they're doing the Hall of Fame research. If you put their two careers side by side, they're very reminiscent. They're very uh, they, there's a lot of parallels because they're both dominant, both Cy Young candidates, you know, for those first five years of their career. And then you look by the time they're 28, 29 years old, right around the time they get those fat contracts, the wheels just fell off. And it was really shocking because that Giants rotation was so stacked back in the day. And Lincecum and Matt Cain were both out the league by the time they were 30, basically. And you take a look when you see these Cy Young candidates hit the mid 30s, whether it's Johan Santana, whether it's Cliff Lee, top 10 Cy Young finish in 2013, 2014, he only pitched 13 games, never pitched again. It could end that fast. And so when you see Verlander winning the Cy Young Award in 2019 and basically missing the next two seasons, now he's 39. Yeah, I wrote him off completely. I didn't care if he had a good spring training. So if he pitches well. And now look at, I don't expect him to be Cy Young award winner, Justin Verlander, but if he's even pretty good, Cy Young, pretty good, Justin Verlander, that's like making an acquisition for the Houston Astros. And it was the depth of their rotation, which is what I thought was their biggest, uh, uh, their biggest potential downfall going into the defense of their American League championship and why I actually picked Seattle. But Verlander could be, I don't know, Verlander could make the Astros like an absolute surefire bet this October to go deep. And if you're going to make any bets, go to betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Look, at we got the NBA playoffs going on. There's a lot of interesting stuff that's happening here. Soon the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to be happening. You're, are the Coyotes in it or no? Uh, unfortunately not. I didn't think so. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that, Coyote fans. But, you, hey, you still got baseball, and you got the Diamondbacks. They'll make you happy. Look at BetOnline as your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today, which is BetOnline.net, and use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, that's where the game starts. And, hey, I already mentioned about Lockdown now. I'm going to talk about him again. You want recaps of the game? Boom. They line them all up from the hosts of all the different Locked On MLB shows. Miller, you do a bunch of those, too, and something good's happened with the Diamondbacks. You got the well, recaps yeah. of the game, the analysis from local experts, taking fans through the season like no other. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And hey, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. And it almost feels like I'm not even cheating because have you tried the puffs? They're filled with marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're delicious. And like all Bilt Bars, they're covered in 100% chocolate. And the reason I feel like I'm not cheating when I eat a Bilt Bar is because I think that I'm eating a candy bar. And in reality, I'm not eating a candy bar. I'm eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. So even though you feel like you're eating dessert, even though you feel like you're eating something unhealthy, don't worry. It's completely healthy and it's made for every kind of lifestyle in life. Bilt Bars, they're always covered in 100% chocolate. And guess what? They're soft and easy to chew. If you want your own Bilt Bar, just use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey, uh, it's the uh, Locked On 
MLB Lockdown Diamondbacks Monday crossover. Miller Thomas. Sorry to cut you off there. I had to get that. I had to read in there. But uh, but uh, yeah, you see some of these pitchers like Kershaw and Verlander finding their finding their game again. That could be a huge boost to some of these teams that have images of a pennant dancing in their head. Yeah, I'm sure the Dodgers need more of a boost because it's not like they're. they're I'm sure they're a starving franchise, and they need they need more talent in coming because it's not like they have enough on their roster already. So having Kershaw all of a sudden as your number three starter and he's looking like he's back in 2015 or whatever, it's really miraculous. I mean, we're gonna see more aging pitchers uh, pitch well later into their 30s just because of the way baseball is going. I mean, most of these guys don't go past five innings anymore. It's all about the long relievers and getting these guys out out of their start after just two turns through the rotation. So. I think we're going to see more of these star pitchers start pitching later into their 30s just because with technology and the way these pitchers are being handled now in today's game, I think it's just going to be more of a common occurrence. I don't think that's a hot take or anything. Hey, do you want, let's bring another person up who was a uh, a top five Cy Young contender in 2017 who fell in some hard times but has been great so far, Carlos Carrasco of the Mets. Carlos mm-hmm. Carrasco, his first two starts – I mean, he's allowed one run in his first 10 and two-thirds innings, struck out 13 batters in 10 and two-thirds innings, only walked one unintentional walk. Um, His ERA is 0.84. You talk about another great what-if. If he was healthy down the stretch and was able to pitch in the postseason 2016, maybe the Indians win that World Series if they had one other decent starting pitcher. Um, But as it's, you know, that's for the Mets who are nursing the possibility of not having DeGrom pitch for them for, I'm not sure for how long. In fact, they're getting Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, Taylor McGill. Hell, they're fourth best starters, Max Scherzer, right now. And, uh, you know, and you know if they get back Taiwan Walker and Jacob DeGrom, you know, I mean, look, at this is all about health. Everything is way too early. But getting contributions from some of those players early allows you to weather the storm of some of the big injuries. I mean, I'm not saying Carrasco is going to be there for the whole year and be great the whole year, but if Carrasco kind of holds the ship and goes those, you know, gives them five solid innings every start, it'll allow them. I mean, the Mets are off to a great start. They're six and three. And that even includes a blown game they had early on the season. Uh, you know, you need to get, you need to pile up these wins early, especially to weather a potential downfall later. Yeah, and we're recording this 12.30 p.m. Sunday Eastern time. So we don't even know about the result of today's Mets game because they're playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. And if the D-backs win today, they get their first series win of 2022. So there's still a lot on the line for the Mets today. So let's not sing too many praises for the New York Mets. But like you said, Carlos Carrasco, I thought that was maybe the most underrated part of that Lindor trade, getting Carrasco back because he was a Mm -hmm. really fantastic pitcher for the Guardians the last decade plus. Like, he's a legit mid-rotation number two, number three starter, and he's been like that for the last, like, like, excuse me, my words are getting too scrambled. He's been like that for the last, (laughs) yeah, I gotta, I gotta take a breather. I don't know. I'm so hyped up today. He's been like that for like uh, the last seven or eight years. So Carrasco's been a very good pitcher for a while, and you look at that Mets team, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me about that Mets team as opposed to teams of years past is, like you said, they could weather the injuries. The depth on that team, because they went out there this offseason, getting the Starling Martes, the Mark Hannas, the Eduardo Escobars, all those guys have been fantastic for this team to start the season. Escobar has been phenomenal. Marte has been phenomenal. And those are guys that they didn't have in the past. Those are guys that could add a different dynamic with Marte and that speed, cannon athleticism. Then you get that power from Fogo. It's crazy what they have in that depth. And you said Tyler McGill, like that dude 
looks like one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. I didn't know who he was before the season started, and now I got him on my fantasy team. He's putting up 30 points every week for me in fantasy. So the Mets are a very interesting team. They need a they need DeGrom, and they need Max Scherzer healthy in the postseason if they're going to do anything because I don't believe in that Mets team without those two guys being ready for October. But right now, I think they have enough in that rotation in that line to at least win games and get that team to the postseason because I think I have them. I think we said before the season started in our playoff predictions, I have the Mets taking one of those wild card spots. Yeah, and let's talk about when you have a uh, a team – that wants to be a surprise. I talked about this with Peter from Lockdown Marlins the other day because I felt the Marlins have the talent to be a surprise team in the pitching staff. And I said, in order to be a surprise team, you got to burst out of the gate strong because, you know, if, if you're not expected to be a contender and you stumble out of the gate, uh, that a lot of times you see that will snowball. And well, I guess this is who we are this year. But uh, the Dodgers are tied in first place with the Giants. Nobody's surprised about that because the Dodgers and the Giants are two of the best teams in baseball. But yo-ho, they are also tied with your Colorado Rockies. Now, you and Paul from Locked On Rockies have had a uh, not-so-friendly rivalry. It's been vicious. It's been throw-at-your-head time. And uh, But the Rockies, led by the bat, of the legendary C.J. Cron, who homered yesterday twice against the Cubs. Um, let's face it. This is the Rockies' year. Um, I think the main question I have about the Rockies, I want to get your point on this, Millard, is will they repeat as World Series champions, and is this a dynasty? Yeah, I think we're entering the Rockies era of baseball as it currently stands, the Chris Bryant era, the CJ Cron era of baseball, because I don't know what's going on with this Rockies team. I don't think they're hanging any banners anytime soon. I still think they're going to finish below the D-backs. I know it doesn't look good right now. I know there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears between me and Paul Holden in this rivalry, but this Rockies team, I got to say, it's been pretty good to start the season, and their biggest key right now to this team is their bullpen which I think has the best bullpen ERA in Major League Baseball it's like a 1-5-3 ERA right now like that bullpen yeah that bullpen has been insane and doing that in Colorado at Rockies Field you know in Coors Field where the ball seems to travel out of there it's really crazy what that pitching staff has done so far and CJ Cron like you mentioned He's not going to get talked a lot in baseball circles because he plays in Coors Field. He plays for the Rockies. He's not a really big name. But C.J. Cron is off to a fantastic start. I think he leads Major League Baseball in home runs right now. He's tied for the lead with like four home runs. So C.J. Cron is someone to watch because he's coming off a fantastic se- uh, season last year where he had like over 900 OPS and 30 home runs. So don't sleep on C.J. Cron because that dude could have an all-star season like he did last year. Well, here's something interesting, though, about this Rockies team. Again, we're only, what, seven or eight games into the season, so let's not go bananas here. But they have a grand total of nine homers as a team. That's it. That's it. They're averaging about a home run a game. But C.J. Cron has five home runs so far. But Connor Joe has two. He's second on the team. And uh, Alan Trejo has a homer. Elias Diaz has a homer, and that's it. Brian hasn't homered yet. Iglesias hasn't homered. Uh, McMahon hasn't homered. Randall Grichik hasn't homered. So they, it hasn't been, you know, save for C.J. Cron, it hasn't been about them launching the balls out of the yard. They're getting a bunch of doubles and triples. They're just getting a bunch of hits. And, you know, look, it. 
it's we're not even 10 days into the season and and the worst teams in baseball can have a good 10 game stretch and it's magnified when it's the first 10 games of the season i grant you i don't think anyone's picking the colorado rockies to be a terrific team but the thing that was that needs to be remembered about the rocks is last year if they played decently on the road just one game under 500 on the road. They would have been a mid-80s win team and been a wildcard contender. Well, so far they've won the first two games they played on the road. You know, so they've already shown that, okay, can we win on the road? Well, so far they've won the first few. And that's the yes. key for this entire year for them is to be mediocre on the road because yeah. that could lead them to an 83-84 win season which, if a team folds or a team slumps, might be enough to keep him in contention. And suddenly Chris Bryant looks like a genius. Yeah, because we know they're going to slug at home. That's not surprising. That's what the Rockies do at Coors Field. And one of the things that was really surprising, if you look at their splits last season from their starters, I think their Marquez's and the Freelands of the world, they actually pitched better at home as well. Their ERAs were better at home, which is not something you would expect being a Rockies pitcher. You'd be like, oh, I'm pitching at Coors Field. My home road <laughs> splits should probably lean toward the road, but that's not true. Their starters last season were actually better at home. So if the starters are pitching better on the road and then that offense actually travels on the road as well, yeah, maybe this team could be a mid-80s team like could have been last season but it's a lot of what ifs with this Rockies team so we'll see but when you said nine home runs as a team you had a little bit of a condescending tone on that but remember Sully I watched the D-backs so if the D-backs had nine home runs so far through the season like when you said nine I was like whoa that's a lot of home runs the D-backs only have seven home runs on the season Sully so when you said nine I was like whoa that's a lot right there but keep in mind that's where six of their first eight games have been played at course mm-hmm so, I mean, that, I mean, we, you even said the balls go flying out of there. So, well, with the exception of Kron, it hasn't been. No, it know? hasn't been. And one of the reasons it hasn't is because that dude who was supposed to be the next great shortstop, who's one of the top five prospects for like the last 10 years, Brendan Rodgers, he's on one of the most incredible paces of strikeouts right now to start the season. So they need to get some production from their other spots in their lineup. I mean, Chris Bryant, he's been pretty good to start the season. He's lived up to the signing. CJ Cron has been pretty great as well. But I think Brendan Rodgers is someone because when you have a dude who is like literally a top 10 prospect for like three or four straight years and to see that dude just struggle so mightily on the major league level, like we've seen with Jared Kalenic and some other rookies the last couple of years, it just really kind of disheartens you, I think, as a Rockies fan, <laughs> because you see these guys come up through your system and you expect them to be great. You see all the rankings, you see the scouting reports, and then they just kind of falter and just kind of disheartening. So I think Brendan Rodgers is someone that could be a huge boost to this Rockies team if he starts to pick it up in the second half of the season. Or, I mean, we're only 10 games in, so if he starts to pick it up at any time uh, from here on out. All right, and I also wanted to say there's the other team that's tied with Los Angeles for the top of the NL West are the Giants, who they lost Gosman as a free agent to Toronto, and they picked up Carlos Rodon, which may mm-hmm. have been looked upon as a risky move because Rodon had a wonderful first half of the season in Chicago, but by the time the playoffs rolled around, he was a non-factor. And the Giants took a chance with him, and a couple of, you know, couple of starts in, he has 21 strikeouts, which leads the National League right now. He's 21 strikeouts in 12 innings with a, four, a 21 to 4 strikeout to walk ratio. Uh, he pitched very well yesterday, and the Giants are keeping pace with the Dodgers and with the 
well, with the Rockies at this point. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned into today's pod. Come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage. Inside, we've got part two of Locked on, part two with Locked on MLB host Sully Baseball, talking more about the Joe Madden fiasco, what was going on there, and some other observations from around baseball. And I'll also start the podcast with probably some D-backs thoughts as well. So, Jump in tomorrow. Come back tomorrow for more Locked On Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!